True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we're so excited for you to join us today. How's everyone doing? Renee, how are you today? I'm doing great. Um, it's, you know, still really hot in Texas, but I guess that's not the worst thing to be complaining about. Yeah, that's right. And we had a little cool snap, which was fantastic from all that rain. But now we're right back into the heat and it looks like it's going to stay that way for a while here in North Texas, but that's all right. Um, okay, so today's episode is going to be about some things that could have gone wrong for the perpetrator. And what we mean by that, of course, is it would be good for Missy, good for the case, but bad for the perp. But before we get started, I thought I would read a good review we got. We really appreciate these so much. We want to acknowledge them on the air. Um, the name of this review is Broad Crimes, and we got five stars. And the person who left it is Derek Leaked 88, D E R. Oh, no, it's Derelict, D-E-R-E-L-E-A-K-E-D-88. It says, True Crime Broads is tackling a case I know very little about. It's fascinating to learn all the details, and the hosts are engaging and informative. It's a good listen for any true crime fans looking to learn about a lesser-known subject. Give them a listen and subscribe now. So thank you, Derelict88, for that wonderful review. Nice. And um, okay, so we'll go ahead and get started on today's episode. And we've put a lot of thought into over the years, Renee and I have had so many conversations about how easily this could have been thwarted, this whole plan of the perpetrators, because there was just a lot of things that could have worked out really poorly for the perp. And I think um, one of the first ones and the simplest one I thought of was it was extremely rainy that morning. And I mean, we're talking pretty hard rain for hours. And we were just saying like, knowing Renee and me both, you know, the perpetrator could have slipped and fallen in uh, having wet, wet feet like that. I know that sounds kind of silly, but it's happened to Renee and me so many times that we had to include that. Because when it's raining, and she and I have talked about this many times, you go to the grocery store or something, bam, you can come close to, or actually fall flat on your butt. Absolutely. You know, I, anybody that knows me personally, and, and I'm sure you've learned this about me through the years, I am very clumsy in anything that's not, you know, obviously rain and, and anything wet is going to be dangerous. I'm going to fall. So I absolutely agree with that. They could have just, you know, walked in and just blew it. So. Right. Renee. I'm here. Did you want to give the next one? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, okay. One of the things this one right here, I, there's actually, there's two, but I'm going to go ahead and combine them because they're almost similar. One of them is the campers could have arrived earlier than what they did because that was often the case people would get there early so they could get you know situated get their stuff together whatever and missy could have walked in with someone which could have been you know either way she could have been with somebody and that would have been bad 
for them because they would have had some, you know, witness. So either way, that would have been bad for them. And I, I just think about that often. It should sort of happen. Right. And you know what I think about too is that was that early arrivers, there's the two women that always worked out at 430 that just happened to not show up that day, which that right there is another one. I mean, those two early arriver ladies could have easily been there. One of them saw it was raining and decided just, I'm not going. The other lady had a flat tire and she ended up getting there at five instead of 430 because her son had to come and help her change the tires. So that is another one. But also I thought about, she had a brand new, a male that was going to be an early arriver workout student starting at 4.30. And that was his first morning. And I could easily see Missy waiting and walking in with him, waiting outside. So right. yeah, anything like that, any number of different ways that, you know, or someone could have come early to help her set up, you know, like you said, there's so many different scenarios where she wouldn't have been alone that horrible morning and the perpetrator would have either had to kill more than one person or probably hopefully been outnumbered and not been successful in their mission to kill Missy. Right. That's exactly um, right. You know, one of the things that I think about, uh, well, I, I, something that I had actually heard, not what I think about is that in Camp Gladiator now, they um, aren't allowed to go in to a place at all, I think. But if they do go in somewhere, um, like in extenuating circumstances where they need to go inside, like the weather is extremely you know, dangerous or whatever, um, they have to go in with somebody. And, and unfortunately, I wish it would have been a made rule sooner than that. But I think that that's a really uh, good rule to have because obviously it can save somebody's life. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that should be the rule. It's, it's really sad that you can't walk into a supposedly vacant building and be safe anymore, but that's the way the world is. That's what we keep learning anyway. It's really sad. Yep. Okay. On to the next one. Um, one that I came up with was, you know, Missy um, was trained in self-defense. We had seen many check-ins that she made on Facebook that she was attending some of her colleagues self-defense classes and it would stand to reason that she would have at least some level of self-defense knowledge and training and you know and she was strong she was very fit she worked out all the time really you, can tell by, you can tell by looking at those pictures of her so you know she could have easily gotten the upper hand in an altercation and, and if there was a gun involved, which we're pretty sure there was, she could have grabbed the gun and she could have dominated that situation. I think she must've been caught off guard. Um, of course you would be walking in to the dark, doing your normal routine and then seeing someone like that, especially dressed in police tactical gear. Um, I'm sure she was caught very much off guard, but unfortunately they did get the upper hand, but I could see it going the other way. Um, I could see her getting a hold of the gun and 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 getting away and running off and you know taking the gun with her or shooting the perpetrator first and then running out. That would have been an, an awesome conclusion to that. Right. You know, I a lot of I, I remember um, people asking uh, many times through the years. Um, you know, I, why the 
church, you know, and sometimes people even say that's why they think it's untargeted because they, they feel like the, the church wasn't something they cho chose to do on purpose. I actually disagree with that. I actually think that they chose the church for that reason because her, her guard would be down because you don't go into a church thinking, oh, is this, you know, it's dangerous. I mean, you're out in the middle of the country. You're in a safe, you know, city, Midlothian, like the edge of Waxahachie. You know, you don't hear of things. It's not like you're in Chicago or downtown Dallas. You're in a safe area and a church. So I think that was another thing that was an advantage for this person because this, because her guard was down. She was walking in thinking, I'm the only one here. Yeah, it's just, it's, it had to have just been incredibly shocking and horrifying when and and then a horrifying when she realized that person was there to harm her um it's really infuriating exactly. um you know another one i thought of was the per, the passerby um there was a person there was a gentleman who makes that route every morning for work and he always passes the church and that morning he noticed a small dark SUV exiting the church um, about 4.35 a.m. So he just took note of it because I guess he's used to perhaps seeing a few cars there, people arriving, but seeing somebody exit the church, that was unusual. And so he remembered it. He did not notify the police right away, but when he saw the broadcast later that day and saw what happened to Missy and realized it's the exact same church close to where he works, he picked up the phone and called MPD like any good citizen would. Um, now, looking back on that, um, it could have turned out a lot worse for the perpetrator. The perpetrator, uh, the passerby could have reported seeing a car leaving that early and just said hey police you might want to check this out maybe there was a robbery or something because i've never seen anyone leave the church that time of morning now usually people won't call things like that in but it does happen you know sometimes people are overly cautious and would report something like that um because there's so little activity around there that early um but he did thank goodness he did make note of it and let the police know but I was just saying that, you know, it's possible the passerby could have been really freaked out by that and decided to report it to the police immediately. Yeah, that, that would have been such a blessing. That would have happened for sure. Right. And, and kind of piggybacking on that, another concept I was thinking of is if, you know, if the perpetrator would have been pulled over um, either before or after the crime, I have to believe that it's just my personal belief that the perpetrator left wearing the, um, the gear. I don't believe that they would take time to undress and change. I know a lot of people have said maybe they dropped a duffel bag in the kitchen area and then changed. I think once the murder was over, now we could debate about whether or not they did that on the way in, but I really feel like you know, and if it's true, what Captain Spann said at that very first press conference, that the perpetrator was seen after the murder going down a, a hallway, presumably to, to leave the same way they came in, then that would, to me, mean that they did not take time to undress or change clothes, that they literally booked it and got out of there, which would make sense after you just killed someone and you know a class is about to take place. 
and you're cutting it really close on time anyway. I just have to, just my deductive reasoning makes me say that they left. So if they got pulled over by police, how do you explain that? You're wearing police riot gear. You're not a cop, more than likely. Um, we can't say for sure because there's not been an arrest yet, but probably not an actual police officer and potentially have blood on you. How do you explain that if you get pulled over? And, and police are so much more likely to pull you over at 4.30 in the morning or 2.30 when they, you know, three o'clock when they arrived, 3.30 than they are other times of the day. Cars just look more suspicious. You kind of get watched a little more closely and there's so fewer cars on the road. Your odds of being pulled over skyrocket. Yeah, you stick out like a sore thumb. Right. And, and a lot of times police are just wondering, what are you doing out at this hour? So if they would have like failed to use their blinker or had anything like a, you know, I was running around recently with one of my brake lights out. I had no idea until someone told me. Um, so there could have been something wrong with their car that caused them to get pulled over. They could have maybe not used a blinker to change lanes. You know, sometimes police are looking for a reason to talk to people at 4.30. They're out in the rain. It's like, come on, what are you doing? Um, not all police officers, but some. And I think that there would have been a really good chance they got pulled over. So they really lucked out on a lot of levels in this case. And, um, you know, and, and, and also... I if they had the gun in the car, that would not look good. If they had any of those tools in the gun in the car with them, that wouldn't look good. Um, I know that there's uh, information that the gun was left at the scene that we sort of got from the Ellis County report, but you know, probably it was not left and that was actually Missy's gun they were referring to. So a lot of confusion surrounding the gun, but if they had the gun in the car, that would have been really bad news for the perpetrator. Yep, absolutely true. Um, the, the next one that I have kind of goes along with what you were saying a little bit. Um, they would have, um, it would have been really worked out really bad for them had there been a silent alarm. Um, I mean, I know that in my mind, I kind of thought that maybe they broke in went across the street to the SWFA and sat there for a few minutes waiting to see if any kind of authorities were going to come, any lights, you know, whatever. And then they, and then nothing happened. And then they went ahead and proceeded with their plan, what they had, you know, put into motion. But at the same time, had there been a silent alarm, you know, it's possible that there was nobody available to come right away because they were on some other call. You never know what's going on. And they would have came after that and they still could have been caught in the act and they wouldn't have known because they you know they didn't know anything about a silent alarm so that could have been something that definitely would have went wrong for them right and and there's a really high chance in in my mind that that ultimately has nothing to do with this crime and i don't i think it's possible the perpetrator is too dumb to check it out ahead of time and they just lucked out and even more reason why it could have been a, a silent alarm that they didn't know about so hopefully we'll find out someday but yeah that's that's pretty wild. Um, I mean, they, they just had so, they were so bold, you know, they just really took a lot of chances and they had luck on their side. Um, I believe you had one about some cameras across the street. Yeah. Um, I also was, uh, 
thinking that it would be really bad if there were the cameras, there's a Firefly Gardens across the street and there's a camera whenever you're, when you are in the driveway of uh, the church and you're literally like leaving, you are, I mean, dead on facing Firefly Gardens. There's a camera right there. I don't know, we don't, none of us know what the status of that was, if they, you know, had any video, but I can't imagine that they would, because if they did, I can't see how they couldn't get much more information about what, the, who or what they were looking for, because that camera is just right there, you know, just yeah. facing you, so if that had been the case, I think they would have really got uh, some good information, at least hopefully, I know it was dark, and I understand it was raining, but you would think so, you know, with it being so close and right in front of the right towards the vehicle right right and you know any of those businesses you know it's shocking to me that they weren't able to pick up the perpetrator's car because you know we know mpd talked to, to waterburger down the road on 287 and they pulled their video and there was nothing so really stinks that they didn't get anything obviously they got some great video inside the church but it's a shame they couldn't get some positive identification on a vehicle that would really narrow down who this was yeah i really think that the uh, whoever it is that makes these surveillance cameras has got to step it up because the camera that i have on my front porch gets much better um surveillance than what you see in these cameras i mean in my opinion yeah um i just feel like you know, even in the dark and when it's raining, I can still see much more than what we can see on that. And I don't understand that. And it seems like it's across the board. I mean, they have a, a show about crimes that happened while on camera. And yeah. every one of them, you can't see the face. You can't see, like, if there's a word on their shirt, you can't see it. I mean, it's just crazy. That really is crazy. I mean, you would, state-of-the-art cameras are not expensive anymore. So I would be interested. I, mm -hmm. I remember we heard from a reliable source at the church that they completely got a brand new camera system after the murder. It'd be interesting to know how good they are now. Hopefully there won't be any more crimes where we'll have to find out, but I just mean, I hope that they're higher quality and that might've been the point of replacing them. Exactly. I would think so. Alrighty. So. We've got one how more. Many more. We got one more. Do you want to take it or do you want okay. me to take it? Um, the, I was saving this one for last. I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but Missy could have had her gun on her. Yep. I mean, <laughs> that would have been a hundred percent game changer if she would have had her gun on her because, you know, she would have been able to just, you know, hopefully um, see or whatever the circumstances was when everything happened and hopefully be able to pull out her gun and defend herself. And so, you know, it just, it just, oh, I hate it so much that she didn't have it on her and that she did have a gun. So yes, um, it, was in her it just changed everything. It's like, and, and the good thing about it, you know, now I don't know about then because I don't, I don't think this was a case, but now they have so many of those, um, you know, workout, um, I don't want to call them pants. What am I trying to say, Crystal? Um, they they have pockets in them yeah. and you can put a cell phone in there you could you could definitely put a gun in there and they're you know they're fairly tight so mm -hmm. it's not going to just be all moving around and everything of course she could have just you know brought it and then put it somewhere while they were working out but 
man, I just hate that so much that she wasn't yeah. able to do that. But if she could have, she would have had that on her, everything would have been, we would have been hearing a completely different story. That's right. And you know, it makes sense though that her guard would be down. She's done that so many times before you're just unloading and, and you need both your hands free. Like you said, it'd be nice if it could have been tucked away, but wearing workout gear, the odds of having a comfortable place to put it are even more slim. So I totally get why she left it in the truck. It's just a horrible shame um that yeah. that would be the the time that danger was on the other side of that door you know that's why they have those um and you know me I can never think of what I'm trying to say but those purses where you can put them over your um over your head kind of across your shoulder um they have those that hold guns and I'm just saying this for whoever may need to hear it um, you know, you can put it in there and you still have your hands free. It's not like you've got it oh, on yeah. your shoulder and it's falling off and they're very lightweight, but mm. they have those that, um, that you that's can put fun. a gun in. So anybody yeah. that needs to hear that, that's something to do. Just if you're ever in a situation where you're alone and want to be protected, just keep your you know, guns, whatever with you. Yeah, that, makes <laughs> sense. that makes sense. I would have a crossbody that would do that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's, I think that's it. What we wanted to discuss on today's episode is we really just kind of over the years have made so many comments about the things that could have gone wrong for the perpetrator. So we thought we would make a list of them and put them in a new episode. And Renee, I think you had some stuff you wanted to update us on. Yes, um, I've had, we've had a couple people asking us about an update on the billboard. And so let everybody know that we get the billboard funded through the end of September and potentially we have it funded through the end of the year but we'll update y'all more on that was as we find out more information um and then another thing that we I wanted to talk about was we have been trying to and I think some of you already know we've had several different contests and so forth and um we had uh, gave away um, some masks and some playing cards and so forth. And so we wanted to keep doing that because we want to grow our podcast. We want people to continue hearing it. We want to get new people listening to the podcast because we're hoping the right person will hear it, somebody that knows something. So we need y'all's help. We um, have posted a couple different times that we wanted to give away one of our True Crime Broads t-shirts and we haven't gotten any response back on it. So we wanted to see if y'all could either give us some pointers or see how we can get everybody to participate in, um, you know, entering the giveaway. I mean, they're, they're nice shirts. Um, I think, I think anybody would be happy to get one, wouldn't you? I mean, we've even bought extras, you know? Yeah, yeah, we got some for ourselves. Renee wore one every day at, tri at CrimeCon. You had a couple of them. And they're made yeah. by, yeah, they're really good quality. They're made by Bella Canvas. And at some point in time, we might decide to start selling them. But for now, it's just for a giveaway. So yeah, if you're interested, please hop over to our Facebook page and enter to win. Yep. We would really like that if y'all could um, check it out and give us some pointers on any kind of way we can uh, put that together and get everybody's attention so we can let everybody participate in it. All right. Well, thanks That's all I have. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to True Crime Broads. We hope you have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? Check the pad. Check, check.
Yeah.